Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, and I'm your host. And today, I'm bringing another fellow podcaster to the show. Uh, bring you all some some value, some tips, uh, all about podcasting today. So, uh, Brian, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Man, nice to ha- thanks for having me. It's uh, nice to be here. All that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, me and Brian have gotten to chat a few times. Uh, he actually has his own podcast, of course, and I recorded with him to be on his podcast and wanted to return the favor. And again, have him on today and really share, you know, what he does, but how you can do it and how your law firm could get into this game and and how it can help you. So first off, how podcasts can help your your law firm in different ways. And we'll kind of get into what you can do to get started. I think that's the most important thing uh, me and Brian both agree on is uh, starting and moving in that direction versus, you know, getting stuck with it's got to be perfect and you have to spend all this money and time. And I just see so many fail or not start and they have all the equipment and all the stuff and they just end up not doing it. So that's my message for the day. Most of this, this podcast is having Brian help us walk through that and, and avoid those, those problems and how you can actually use a podcast to, to help you and your law firm. So, so Brian, uh, let's first of all, back it up, introduce yourself, come your background. So we all know more about you. Cool. All right. I'm Brian Maddox. I've been um, host of the Hard to Market podcast for, oh, geez, a couple of years now. And I've been running operations for a company called Podcast Chef. We produce podcasts for business owners, B2B, typically folks that want to use a podcast as a business development tool. So I started doing that. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, oh, man, I don't know about this podcasting thing. I'm not sure. And I got in and, and it has been the coolest thing ever. Um, and I think the, the biggest takeaway right out of the gate is that the way you podcast and, and what you do when you first start and what you do after you get the hang of it are two very, very different things. And you're not going to get to that second part that actually works until you go through the first part, right? You have to go through that learning curve. And that learning curve is, it starts at about like the first 30 episodes. You basically record those and you go, oh man, <laughs> this is not what <laughs> I thought stuff. it was. <laughs> it's funny because like you, you have this perpetual lens of whatever you're doing right now is good or better than it used to be. Um, but I think a lot of folks are unkind to themselves when it comes to that because, <laughs> because you have to, there's no way to learn this quick. Like nobody was emerged fully formed from the womb as a podcaster. Like that's not the way this works. You had to learn how to speak. You had to learn how to ask good questions. You had to learn how to do some of the operational side of things. And so you you don't, you know, punch a child in the face when they're learning their first steps because they didn't learn it fast enough. That's not the way this works, right? You have to go through this process. And, and I think that the embracing it in that way, in the same way you would learn any new skill is, is sort of critically important for the journey. But, you know, you know that as well as anybody. You've been podcasting now for forever. But for the folks that are here trying to figure out if podcasting could help their firm, um, I think it's important to know, like, the answer is absolutely yes. But you're right. not going to really make any headway on that until you start. And there are 
Uh, we call it the podcast graveyard. There's tons of podcasts out there, podcast shows that have been started that never make it past show 12 or show 30 or what have you. Um, I like that. It's a waste. It's podcast yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good so, point. I mean, there's so many that I've seen start or not start at the equipment and just sitting around or like you're saying, they, they, they don't feel like they worked for them or that they were successful with it or they didn't like what they sounded like or they didn't really find their groove. And there's so many podcasts out there that have a handful of episodes and that's it. They're just left out there. So. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with expectations as well. So when you walk into podcasting as a thing, right, the all the preconceived notions you have about every podcast you might have listened to or might see online, you, you have to walk away from all that stuff because you are on the receiving end of that content. And it forms your perspective on what a reasonable goal is. And in fact, the reasonable goal is not, for example, to have a thousand listeners and or a million listeners or a hundred million listeners and get recognized on the street and become famous. Like that's, that's not the mission. It's nowhere close. Um, it's like unlikely to happen. Even if you were highly skilled, the amount of art and science required to make those things go is outrageous. What is important is to set your objectives probably to something a little bit more, let's say, let's say intelligent uh, when it comes to starting a podcast if I can use my podcast to network strategically into a relationship I couldn't get in any other way, because podcasting is a powerful door opener for those kinds of things, then when you start, you're measuring success differently. You build your show differently. Everything that you work towards with the podcast now is focused on cultivating relationships or uh, or whatever your sort of strategic focus for your podcast might be. But I'll tell you now, and, and Kevin, you know this as well as anybody with your line of work, right? Like views and clicks don't mean anything if you can't leverage them in a way that makes good sense for the business. Yep. So this idea that like, I want a podcast with 10,000 downloads or, you know, whatever it is, th that's insane, right? <laughs> if I can get one good connection out of it, like, you know, like when you and I started talking, that's in and of itself worth the business expense. Cause if you think about it, I think it really helps to put podcasting in contrast with concepts like networking or like visiting conferences or things like that. Because when yeah. you go to those events and functions, you get this like random grab bag of folks and that may or may not be at the right level of an organization. They might not be the right people you want to talk to. They might not be you know, any of those things with podcasting. I, can pick who I have on the show. It's hand selected. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's a vital importance when it comes to figuring out how to do this, right? If I know exactly who it's for and who I want to talk to, the rest of this gets much, much easier to execute. You don't need special equipment. You don't need this to build a room. The number of folks that I've heard building podcasting studios that are not in use is outrageous. <laughs> you don't need, you know, go look, I've got equipment, but it's, it's nothing magical. It's, it's computers. It's my you know, microphone. My stuff is super basic, very affordable. And it's by no means like, again, it's not some major setup. I'm just in my office. I have like nothing on the wall over here. I got a window over here, which is not ideal. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about getting the recording done and the message out there or lessons that you're trying to teach. In this case, my guest having conversation so that others can, can learn from what we're talking about. And so, you know, don't worry about having the perfect setup. And, and I think as lawyers too, you need nice offices, dress nice. <clears throat> I can see them easily being more like what well, has to be done. Well, it's gotta be right. And that being more of an issue for them than others potentially. 
Yeah, you you run into that in in every profession. We have different ideas of what constitutes professional conduct and what have you. But I'll tell you, you know, the best podcasts are the ones where it feels like you were invited into a private conversation, where it feels like people are speaking honestly and authentically and frankly to each other. It doesn't make sense to put on airs. Uh, I see a lot of folks <laughs> put on the used car salesman voice when they get on their podcast, like, you need to listen to my show. And it's like, <laughs> dude, yeah. chill with that. It's not what it's about. So it's really hard unless authentically you are somebody who dresses in a suit and tie and go to everything. <laughs> Don't be that guy in your podcast for sure. And vice versa, right? Like if, if you want to up the game and you want to be professional, um, you have to determine what that looks like in the scope of who you want to meet, right? It's all a part of that conversation. But, but even more importantly, and so, so we talk about podcasting a lot and your experience. One of the things that's really interesting and, and having now been a guest on your show as well as having you on mine is the probably 99% of the value of that podcast is the number of touches before mm-hmm. and after. How do you borrow somebody's network to essentially say, okay, well, Kevin, you put, I'm going to put you on my network and you'll have access to my audience and vice versa. That is another kind of force multiplier here in the conversation. And if you increase the number of touches and if you work on cultivating the relationship with the content you've created, now you're taking it and you're turning it into this super powered force multiplying effect, which uh, again, doesn't happen if you don't start. So uh, 100%. start a podcast. <laughs> start a podcast, everyone. So those listening, let's get into maybe a couple different situations. Because if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm interested just to hear about this, uh, maybe just listen to the show. If you do, I appreciate you just tuning in. But if you're like, hey, that topic's on podcast, I definitely want to you know, start a podcast or you're thinking about it. For those that are listening right now, if you, you have one or you don't or you're thinking about it, just kind of cover some scenarios of if, you know, based on what practice area that you focus on as, as attorneys out there. And so I think for me and Brian, the B2B piece is super, that's what we do. We're very familiar with that and we have a process and we can, I can talk about that the whole time very easily. And so transparency, I, I invite lawyers tip mostly, but I got Brian on because he's an expert in this space. So I'm trying to bring value and have a good conversation with Brian that hopefully you all can, you know, pick up some lessons and take it with you. But if I have an attorney on, I do marketing for attorneys. So I get to have a one-on-one conversation with a hand-selected attorney of my choice at some degree, right? And so hopefully maybe they are interested in hiring us for our services. If not, they refer me to another attorney that can be on the show. If not, they can refer me an attorney that they know that needs our help. Maybe they're good. And I I bring on really high level attorneys. They, they might, you know, most of them don't need me, especially right now they've done well, but it opens up the access. And I build, I make, I get, I make friendships with these, with these folks and talk with them often and invite them to like a private Facebook group that I have. And then we, you know, we connect all over and over and over again. And so, and I generally like to talk with them and have made really good friends from this experience and gotten clients, right? So you gotta have those objectives and what, what, what are you trying to get out of this podcast that you started? But for those that are not B2B, so if you're a, a business lawyer, man, I can tell you all day, like you invite other business owners in your area that might need business law. And you interview them and ask them about their business and interact with them on a local level. And w- let's get into that in, in just a bit here, Brian. But if I'm not a B2B, I'm a divorce lawyer. 
and I have multiple divorce lawyers that I've had on this show that have very successful podcasts that get new clients every month from their podcast. So I'll set it with that. It works. They're doing it. And I was actually surprised myself because I was like, I don't know how that, you know, I don't see how it could work from a local level. And, and I have two that have done that very well. So, so I'm a divorce attorney. Let's just use that or a PI attorney, either one. How do they start a podcast and leverage it the same way? Because they're not, you can't interview a potential person, you know, maybe you'll get divorced. So I'm interviewing you like that can't be your angle. So, <laughs> but let's, so, but let's talk about it. So, well, what, what a divorce lawyer would be going is talking about divorce and different things to be uh, aware of. And in your state, these are the laws that just changed and blah, blah, blah. But invite other lawyers to be on the show, referral partners, referral you know, between lawyers, right? So there's other than just educating your audience uh, that you hope you build that are mm. about to get a divorce or have been through a divorce, you know, there's other opportunities, I believe, to, to invite other attorneys from different states maybe to talk about divorce and build referral partnerships. Yeah. And you get, you know, there's referral fees. There's all kinds of other things you can do. So I just want to get your two cents on that. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, Digital Marketing Agency, at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. Yeah. So we run across this a lot, right? Because, you, you know, you're in a B2B space or even in a B2C space or, you know, working directly with folks that you help. Building a podcast, you know, doctors building podcasts, lawyers in the divorce, you know, situation building podcasts seems like, yeah, there's no way I can do that. And the reality is there is absolutely the best way to do this is probably to invite and build a show around the folks that regularly interact with your ideal target market. For example, as a divorce attorney, if you build a podcast that focuses exclusively on interviewing couples therapists, or if you build a podcast that exclusively focuses on interviewing uh, tax professionals that talk about the tax implications of divorce, it doesn't necessarily matter. You want to find a practice area that's a passion for you, preferably, because it, that authenticity, again, comes through. But if you can't go directly after your target market, go with go and interview and create value for the people that do, because the, those at opportunities, those at bats to talk to those channel partners really start to set the seed for building that referral network that could be huge. Oh, I love that. That's very interesting. I wasn't even going to, I wasn't even thinking of that. So, <laughs> so we do, Ryan on the show? <laughs> we do, we build those kinds of channel partner generating and, and nurturing podcasts. Uh, we also work with folks that do want to talk direct to consumers or direct to the potential buyers. And in those situations, um, you don't build a podcast that's like all sales all the time. You build a podcast that is focused on talking and nurturing out the pain points in a given market space. So my podcast called the Hard to Market Podcast is about businesses that have challenges in the marketing space. They have a product or a service that represents a, a difficult proposition to market. We don't really talk about podcasting all that much on my show, ironically, even though I run a podcasting company. What we talk about is the challenges in the marketing space. And more often than not, 
as the show wraps or as, you know, the screener starts before the show is recorded, we get into a conversation. So like, how are you solving these problems? And they go, well, you know, I haven't really figured that out yet. And they go, have you thought about a podcast? Or, you know, in the wrap up, it's like, hey, you said some really cool things here, but I wanted to circle back after this, after the show's over about one of the things that you said, I've got something that might be able to help, or I can connect you to someone who can. And, and again, that whole approach to podcasting really makes the podcast almost ancillary to the work you're doing. It is a strategic networking function that uses mm -hmm. podcasting as a lever to open the door, to get the conversation started, to make things move. But it does not necessarily, the content you create then becomes um, a valuable byproduct of the work you're already, you know, good at doing. I love that. That's your, your 100% on point. Yeah, me and Brian are just sitting here, you know, having a conversation. We're just chatting and talking. And if you record and treat it like as so, as if me and Brian are sitting here talking, we just have to have a studio audience, someone listening to us, right? So we're just having a real conversation and others are listening to us, but we're not thinking, oh, I'm being recorded. I'm on camera. You know, you get, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> say these things at this time, you know, yeah. you need the first 30 or 40 episodes to get past that. And again, that's the other, like the case for starting now, like get through that discomfort yeah. of hearing your own voice and dealing with that stuff. So you can get to the point where it's just an organic conversation. You, you think you have to practice this, but in fact, it's a letting go process in many ways. It's like, oh, I need to, <laughs> I need to just say stuff and be real. I get the way I interview now versus the way I interviewed when I first started is so dramatically different. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. That's I'm curious about that. Tell me more. And they're like, uh, I wasn't necessarily ready to talk about that. And you go, okay, tell me more anyway. Go, oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, this is not scripted. I don't have, <laughs> I, you know, there's no questions or a list I'm looking at. So it's, this is off the cuff every time. And that's, you know, that's just being real. It's being natural. And, and I don't know what my guests might say. So they go, and they say something I'm like, oh, let's go that way. You know, it's that's the route I want to go. Not that I think the audience necessarily wants us to go, um, but I'm just you know, curiosity, right? So that's yeah, so I love that. So uh, and another thing that I just thought about when you were when you were talking there was you know bringing on these experts. Say I'm a divorce attorney, right? So I'm bringing on experts in other areas so I can meet with them and build my referral network. But you're also you know still creating the content. But at the end of the day, it's basically what you said. Like, the content didn't even go live are pushed out there, it doesn't matter. You know, think about it that way. Because uh, you're building these relationships, you're connecting with others that can build this referral network. Uh, but then when you put out the content out there, you can build listeners that become clients. Obviously, yes, that's true. That's like a big thing, right? And that's that's happened here with our podcast. And uh, if anyone needs our help, and I don't talk about marketing on this podcast almost, I mean, it's a very small amount of time. Mm. I want to know how a law firm runs, how, how operations work, what problems they're having. What challenges they faced? Which ones did they overcome? If they're doing a podcast, how does that work in their firm? And so others can yeah, hear yeah. it. So, you know, it's, you know, getting the listeners to become clients. That's like a whole nother level, uh, but should not be like what you're focused on probably at the gate uh, to your point, downloads, listeners, all that stuff. It's, it's just, yeah, that's really like year three, not year one. Right. Yeah. And that's a, that's the other thing. It's really important to set your timelines on podcasting in a, in a way that makes sense. Right. Podcasting becomes the hub of a marketing program, not like a, well, we'll try that for a couple of weeks and see what happens. You know, you can run a Facebook ad campaign for a couple of weeks and see like, oh, it's a messaging landing. Am I getting click throughs, blah, 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 and then work on a longer term strategy with podcasting that all happens while the wheels 
or while the bus is in motion kind of thing. You're changing <laughs> the wheels while the bus is moving. And the important thing is you keep moving. Consistent. It, it, yeah. You know, regular uh, interactions are, are vital, but plan on a cycle time here that is measured in longer than seasons, right? So it's much more a farming, farming kind of model where you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again, and it will yield results. You'll make little tweaks along the way that'll make all the difference, but those tweaks absent the podcast wouldn't do anything. No, good point. And I think, you know, I think along the way too, we, we've made changes. Obviously we started out really basic. You can mix things up. You can throw, we used to only have attorneys on and they're like, well, crap, let's bring on a marketing expert. Uh, I've had my competitors, direct competitors on the show. Uh, and I've been on other direct competitors shows. And so, you know, you can mix things up, do things different. And we're, you know, I'm making some changes this year with the podcast. So we're going to be doing a lot more interesting things, probably even in person stuff and on, on the road type of stuff. But that's the cool thing. You can mix it up and you can do things differently, but it's still about that one-on-one -on -one interaction that you're having. If again, you're going to interview style podcast, which is what I say you should do. And then, the byproduct, yeah, the content, here's another byproduct. Say you're a divorce attorney. Uh, this is a video form, you know, right now. So this video goes up on my website. It goes on YouTube, LinkedIn, you know, Facebook, and then all the audio programs as well, platforms. This also becomes potentially for you, if you have experts on answering questions as you're talking with them, then there's are answers to questions that you can utilize as an FAQ or to send out your uh, potential clients or even onboard and say like, uh, uh, I sign up, uh, I fill out a form to, uh, I need a divorce. Um, I want to talk and you can use a clip of one of your podcast episodes in part of the intake process, you know, Hey, we're going to set up a meeting, but it's going to be next week, whatever. Uh, in the meantime, uh, here's our latest episode of our podcast where we're talking about X, Y, Z. It just, that experience that they have as a, as a client and you can use some content. You can say, Hey, I, I answered the question here. Uh, maybe you have a low level question. They're not a client yeah. yet. Right. Hey, check out this episode here. I talk about that and um, you become the expert because they listen to your episode or maybe just the fact that you offered it to them doesn't mean they listen to it. It helps them make decisions say, you know what? This is the right attorney for me. I want to move forward. And so there's a lot of things you can do beyond this right here. Me talking with yeah. Brian. And so that's endless to me. And you can slice this up. This could be a real, a video on, on a quote. I mean, there's, you can send this to chat GPT or, transcribe it and make an article. I mean, there's, there's a million things you can do and you get a book written out of all your episodes, you know, there's have a ghostwriter. Oh yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we do is we turn podcast episodes into articles in very short. I mean, this is something that, that, that I'm sure you do for your clients as well, but I also want to raise something really quick as well for the attorneys, obviously listening. And that is <laughs> that the, uh, the content that you're going to have the folks on your show create particularly if you're not interviewing attorneys. Like I really recommend you interview these channel partners, these other folks. They're creating content that attorneys wouldn't normally create. It helps you stand out in the market space. Mm -hmm. And additionally, it's it, it doesn't count as legal advice. You have a couple of therapists come on. You don't have to worry about the kind of same compliance issues that you might have to worry if you had rendered your opinion on somebody, something like that. So you have a ton of benefits here as well in that your exposures should be 
decrease. Now, I'm not an attorney, so I can't tell you exactly what your exposures are, but I know, uh, and having worked with them in the past, there has been some challenges with like, yeah, I can't say that, or oh, I can't do that. Well, guess what? Your guests can, and if you are interviewing them and you put that content on your website, you can, you know, with all the disclaimers aside, you can say, hey, listen, I, I had I had somebody who is a couple therapist, or I had somebody who's a tax specialist, or I had a, somebody who's a succession planning expert come in and give some financial counsel or give their professional opinion, but it's it's clearly not legal advice. But getting that content on your website is super valuable to folks that might need you. And this is where, uh, again, that force multiplier effect kicks in. And I've seen it work. I've had articles or podcast episodes that were on stuff that I had no idea really was going to trend. And I now have <laughs> incoming web traffic for keywords that I had never planned on. But it's related and it helps somebody nurture them along the so sort of the plan to become a client. This is all good stuff. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, widening that base, casting a wider net, getting in front of the, the right folks. And I love the whole channel partner idea because that's, again, that was not necessarily, you know, in my mind. But I think for, again, a, a B2C firm, that makes all the sense right there to bring on those experts that have access at points when people might need an attorney at some, you know, later down the line. And there's, there's other people that are involved with them. Yeah. They're a financial advisor, they're a safe planning, you know, yeah, whatever exactly. it might be say, Hey, I, you know, and again, I'm trying to think about divorce here, but it, this can be in a lot of different you know, doctors, yeah. you know, they're access to patients that get hurt, chiropractors, physical therapists. Yep. You're an M&A firm. You're going to bring on HR people. You're a, you know, whatever you're going to be able to get to those secondary connections and every one of them has their own network that's speaking to your ideal client. And that's really, if, if you take away anything else apart from this episode of start now, start early, start often <laughs> and use the podcast strategically to network, um, I think you'd be well served. Yeah. I, so uh, the channel partner piece, I would say a huge takeaway, because I think maybe some people think, okay, well, I can start a podcast, but I guess I'll just talk about this one thing I know, which is the law. And I don't think that, and it's just you a talking head talking about the law. I don't think you're gonna have much people tuning in for that. And I think it's gonna be very challenging to build that up and you know, the channel partner around. What's that? In a, and difficult to sustain, right? Sitting in a room, talking to yourself, like how long are you going to do that before you're like, I'm tired of this. Yeah. This is not the same as like, I'm going to record a video on this topic and put it on my webpage that goes along with that topic. That's different. Yeah. I think that's a great idea too. Should be doing that hundred percent. But this is, Again, this is so different. It's again, connecting with those people one-on-one -on -one that you're recording with that can refer you because they like you and they've built a relationship with you. And so, you know what? I got a couple people that, you know, I confer them yeah, and now yeah. I'm going to keep my eye out and you build those relationships. So I think that's a huge takeaway. The other one, yeah, back to your point of starting is, you know, put a plan together, sit down. Like, what is the podcast going to be for? What is my thoughts and what's my plan? Uh, if I got channel partners, you might not even have a list of them, right? This might be completely like, oh, I didn't even think about this. Um, you think about attorneys always tell me they just connect with other attorneys and that's how they get referrals. Like, have you thought about these other professionals that uh, could refer you if you don't even have those referral sources already, but not make a list. How big can you make that list? How many of those different professions have you thought about that could, you know, be potential for you? And so I think just going through the exercise to plan out a you know, a strategy for the podcast and building out those referral partner list and, and then saying, okay, here's my plan. Here's my goals. Uh, here's how long I'm, you know, here's where I'm going to get started. Here's what stuff I need. I think just that planning session right there alone will, will open your eyes to a lot of possibilities. 
Absolutely. Excellent. Brian, well, man, I, I think that's great. So the B2C, uh, you know, firms out there, I think mainly for you, you know, big takeaways here that Brian had to share of how you can do this successfully. And, you know, again, all the, the other byproducts of it are, are also just so much value there. And, um, you know, you, you got endless social media content you got, you know, all this stuff that you get from it as well. So I just think, um, it's something most firms should do. Uh, there's not many firms that, that do it. If you look at, you know, as many firms as I've talked to, how many actually have podcasts, it's been a very, very few. I've had 300 attorneys on here and I think two or three, four, maybe have a podcast. Mm. And so uh, I just think it's, um, so, so there's still room at the table. <laughs> there's still room at the table. And, and actually, you know, and to your point, regardless of that, if no one listens to one of your episodes at all, yep. the values right here, Absolutely. So, you know, so that's, that's something you got to keep in mind. I think the B2B out there, if you're a B2B lawyer, business lawyer, no brainer, right? No brainer, because then you're, you're literally inviting on your prospects versus a referral partner or channel partner where you have to, you know, you're a step away through B2B. You're literally inviting. So say if I'm a, you know, legal a contracts lawyer or a patent attorney, I want to bring on people that are building stuff, making new stuff, like, or I want to, you know, bring on the top businesses in my, in my city that I would love to have as clients, right? Spend time with them, bring them on the show. They'll appreciate it. Learn about them. After that, they're going to try to, yeah. Their business your way, or they're going to refer you, or they're going to ask, "Hey, tell me more about what you guys do over there." Well, we're really good at this, this, and that. Oh, wow! You know what? We might have a need for that, right? That's a no-brainer. So. Yep. And in those situations too, like the the patent and the IP attorneys out there in the world, great place to start your podcast is then interviewing folks that run private equity firms. How do you figure out what business to invest in? How do you figure out what ideas to invest in? Now you've got folks that are making stuff, listening to the podcast, trying to talk to mm. potentially those guests. So like Mr. The strategy here is, is really important because you'll start with like, Oh yeah, I want to talk to, to X, Y, or Z. Um, and you'll find that, you know, just by nurturing out some of these other relationships or, or having conversations with folks that do this like I do, um, you'll be able to really get pinpoint laser focused and have all of this kind of work set up so that you can then capitalize on it. This strategy part of the conversation that, you know, you may be gifted at it, but in many ways, this is a number of exposures right? I've done this now enough times with enough different businesses across enough domains to go, yeah, this is the right angle here. This is the right approach. This is the right potential partner. So, you know, talk to people like Kevin, talk to people like myself. Don't sit here and try and go into a sort of a darkened room and figure it out like, like the montage sequence in a movie. That's not the way this goes. Uh, trust somebody who's got the battle scars to help you through this process. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, Brian, I appreciate you sharing everything, you know, and your experience versus my experience, you know, we can talk about this all day long, of course. But, you know, big takeaways again, get started. Do some planning. Figure out what you want to do. What's your goals? If it's channel partners and, and make a list of what those could be and start, you know, looking around. Okay, who can I reach yeah. out to? And it's very easy at that point from there, reach out to me or Brian, to be honest with you, is, okay, well, how do I invite people? How do I, how do I even go about it? I don't have a show yet. Who's going to want to show up on my show? You know, we, we both had to get through all that. And um, again, that's all learning and figuring things out. But yeah. but with like Brian and what his company does, um, and I'll put his web address down here too. It's uh, Podcast Chef. Yeah, Chef. Um, nice. He helps with, they help with all that stuff, right? For me, I did it myself. 
had to figure it out. I have multiple people on my team every day that are working on, on this. We have some automation, we do messaging, but once you kind of get, you know, some established episode, you know, 30 episodes or more, you know, you kind of get more confident. You start reaching out to bigger guests and you can kind of get anybody. And then it's hard. And then they come to you. Like it's not too hard to reach out and get the decision maker on the phone or whoever you want to have versus trying to sell your services. It's just, you know, totally different. Absolutely. So there's a lot to unpack there though. I mean, so again, if you need help, like, okay, well, I really want to start one, reach out to me or Brian and how do I get started? You know, what does it look like? So, but don't let that affect you from, you know, or stopping you from like taking the next step. So. Yeah. I mean, oh. for the folks that want to try at home and want to do a, like a whole, let me see if this is, could possibly work for my business, go send out 10 emails, invite folks to be on the podcast you're about to start and see what happens. That's a really like, good, I like that. Like, like this is a try before you buy. Like you don't have to believe what Kevin and I are saying, go invite folks to be on your podcast, tell them it's not ready yet, but it's something you're working on. See if you get any warm responses. I would take that experiment to the bank every time it's run. hundred um, you know, percent. That's a good one. Minutes. I like that. Right. Yeah. I like that's a good, that's a good test because what's the worst that's going to happen. Oh, well, actually we decide we, you know, we ended up, we're not going to do the show. No. I mean, so you'll be surprised. I bet you'll get uh, eight out of 10. Probably be like, I'm in. Let's go. So that'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we used to, we do it and we, for, for our best performing client, that's usually one out of four. So well, I guess it depends on what you invite. If these are people that you kind of, of yeah. if you invite your friends, yeah. it's easy mode, right? If you invite your clients, it's easy mode. If you're inviting like random strangers that fit a profile, our best clients are getting one in four. But again, yeah. as an attorney, building channel partner relationships, one in four is amazing. Absolutely. I mean, that's, and look at the effort there. You sent four emails, you got one. I mean, that's amazing. And right now I'm recording four to eight a month podcast. So again, it's through those touch points and, and how many I want to, how often do I want to do it? You know, at one point yeah. I did, I think I did four, I did four per day for like a week or two. And I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. So I, I cut it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We're both laughing because we know what that feels like. Yeah. But if you got that problem, you get, then you, you can say, wait a minute. Okay. Who, who do I really want to have on the show? Who would I really want to focus on my time energy and get those repetitions underneath you. And then you can start to go, you know what? I want the top expert. I want the best of this. I want the best of that. And you'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. All right, Brian. Well, I appreciate you coming on to share so much. A lot of good ideas here, even for myself. So I appreciate that. And <laughs> thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah. So everyone out there, listen, think about a podcast. It can work for your business, no matter what kind of firm you have. And if you have questions, ideas, thoughts, DM me, comment on this, comment, and you can tag Brian, follow him, connect with him on LinkedIn, uh, or you can check out their website, of course, at uh podcastchef.com and we'll be happy to help you so thank you kindly all right happy podcast and everybody we'll <laughs> see you on the next episode brian have a good day and we'll see you soon thank you thank you for listening we have been producing this podcast for years have had hundreds of guests and produced hundreds of episodes we don't ask for much but i do have one ask if you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. 
So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.